Jack Kreussel. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the CC4 Museum of Welsh Cricket Podcasts. I'm Stephen Hedges. In this week's episode, we're going to hear a little bit of the history of cricket at Landovery College. In a moment, we'll hear from uh, David Stevens, who is the current chairperson of the old Landoverians Cricket Society, who will set the scene for our exploration of this independent boarding school that dates back to 1847. After that, we'll hear from a number of people, including our own Dr Andrew Hignall, Landovery College's own archivist Harrison Roberts, long-standing old Landoverian Russell Hughes Pickering, as well as current players Captain Carwin Williams and Robert Coles. We hope you enjoy hearing about cricket at Landovery. We began by asking David about his time there. I went to Landovery College in 1969 and I left in 1976. I'm epileptic. So um, I could participate in all sports until my health became markedly worse. In your adult life, what have you gone on to, to do? I've had a number of careers. I've lived and worked in several different, different countries, France, Germany, Brazil, China. Um, I've been uh, in, I've had restaurants. I've been a hotel manager. I've been a wine merchant. I've been uh, um, a stockbroker. Um, I've had a gardening business. How has your connection with the old Landoverians Cricket Society come about? One day, I came across Landovery College Facebook. And one day, somebody posted up a photograph of Danny Griffiths and Nigel Clark. And both of them play cricket for Wales over 60s. And both had been great cricketers in uh, school times. Uh, Nigel Clark had played for and captained Wales schoolboys. And both had been in the first 11. Both had gone on an uh, overseas cricket tour to Jamaica in 1975. Both had played cricket for the old boys. There were a load of comments on the Facebook site about the demise of old Landoverian cricket. All the sort of things that Angry of Weybridge would write into the Times about. And so I put up a message. I said, well, why doesn't somebody revive old Landoverian cricket? So there was a resounding silence. So I said, oh, all right. Well, all right, then, well, I'll do it. <laughs> Went out across the land. <laughs> and that's how I revived old Landoverian cricket. It, it just went from there do you want to tell us how things have gone with with all of that reviving the the, the old boys uh, cricket scene indeed i i just simply started advertising on uh, facebook and people started putting their hands up to join by may 2021 i was able to fail i was able to field a team and the society page became the shop window the cricketers i post up articles about anything and everything old photos old memories and all together now across facebook twitter emails we have over 400 members last year i was able to get together a team four times and i cannot tell you the pleasure that gave me this year we expanded our uh, pool of players. Um, uh, we've doubled the pool of players. And we had a match against the school that was cancelled because of COVID. We've played Christ College Brecon to revive their old boys team. So we had a fixture against them. We had a fixture against um, Bridge End Chairman's Eleven. It was a memorial match for the late... Um, Hugh Miles, and we're now looking forward to a match against Carmarthen Wanderers. So we're looking forward to a very tough match next week. With an alumni society, you don't have people casually getting together for a drink down the pub because there there is no local pub for them. So this is their local, as far as cricket goes. So this is their social. This is their social area. We're everything at a distance. 
and everything is a special occasion. There's no casual bumping into each other for a drink down the pub, unless you happen to live in the same town. And there are not many of those, except perhaps in Cardiff, where there's a lot of old land variants. Um, but it, it's not it's not the usual thing. And your hopes and expectations going forward of the Old Landovarians Cricket Society now, David? What, where would you like it to go from here? What would you like to do uh, as well, uh, perhaps the seasons move move forward? The society can't function without people, can't function without players. Um, we've got four, four school leavers who have joined us this year, which that, that's, that, that's a great sign. Our oldest player is 66. So we've got the great uh, spread of players. But So we have a structure in place to make it work. Mr. Yesin Thomas is very enthusiastic and helpful. Um, I've got a great captain, Calvin Williams, who is on, uh, uh, who, whom you will hear a little later on in the podcast. Uh, he's with Cardiff, uh, Cardiff Cricket Club. We've got um, his, our vice captain is Robert Coles, whom you also hear from a little later on. He doesn't play for a team at the moment, but he does coach uh, a rugby hub for young girls. Um, I know you and our listeners will, will enjoy listening to um, Carwin, Robert, uh, Russell. Uh, R- R- Russell was, did my job for 25 years at a time when social media was in its infancy. So, so to keep, keep a team going for 25 years is nothing short of a miracle. So R- R- Russell um, has enormous respect uh, in, the, uh, in the society because of, what he, because of what he did under very difficult circumstances. Um, you will hear from um, Andrew Hignall, uh, he is very familiar with the history um, in, in particular areas of Llandovery College. He was friends with the late Hugh Thomas, um, who was maths teacher at, at Llandovery College and a great cricket aficionado. So Andrew knows a lot about a lot with regards um, more recent history. And you will hear from Harrison. Um, Harrison is the uh, archivist and administrator for the Old Llandovery Society. And uh, he agreed very kindly to give a backdrop of the history of Llandovery College, because without history of Llandovery College, you wouldn't have a cricket society. Basically, we've been playing for 136 years. I don't think there are many school alumni cricket teams or indeed rugby teams that have been around for much longer. Perhaps just to finish, David, if anyone listens to the podcast and wants to get in touch with you uh, as, a, as an old Landovarian, how can they do that? The, the Facebook uh, society is simply called Old Els Cricket. And then on Twitter, it's at Old Els, capital O, L-D, capital L, L-S, underscore cricket. Yeah, this is my personal email. Um, it is Lee Dawe, and that is L-I-I-D-A-W-E at yahoo.co.uk. Thank you for your time today, Dave. It's been lovely listening to you. It's been a pleasure speaking to you, Stephen. I'm very grateful to you for inviting the Oakland Navarian Society to participate in the Museum uh, of uh, uh, Welsh Cricket podcast thank you okay um well we're here tonight to uh, talk about cricket uh, specifically at landovery college and we've got a number of people on the call to help us with that um so perhaps gentlemen um if we could uh, just hear a little bit about you and your connections with the college before we dive into uh, talking about the history so harrison would you like to say a few words first uh, hello, uh, my name is Harrison Roberts. I'm currently archivist and Old Llandovarian liaison officer at Llandovery College and went to Llandovery between 2008 and 2015. Okay. Andrew probably needs no introduction to listeners of the podcast, but uh, would you like to just say a little few words, Andrew? Thank you, yes. Um, I'm the archivist of Glamorgan Cricket, 
historian and curator of the CC4 Museum of Welsh Cricket, which, of course, I now have to say is award-winning because of these podcasts. Okay, lovely. Russell, you say a few words? Yeah, good evening, uh, Stephen. My name's Russell Hughes-Pickering. I went to the Derby College in 1978, left in 1985, been involved with various activities with the college since, uh, but ran the Oakland variant cricket team between 92 and 2017. So that's my involvement with the, the school of cricket. Super. Carwin, do you want to say a few words? Good evening. Um, I went to, went to college um, at the end of the 90s, and ever since I've returned regularly to play um, in, for the college old boys. Um, a lot of these games have been under under Russell, um, and um, I've had the great honour this year to become um, captain of it, so um, very much looking forward to it. Super, and uh, last but not least, Robert. Yeah, I'm RJ Coles, um, I was an old friend of Arian, I attended the college between, I think it was 1996 and 2001, um, had the pleasure of playing games for the college against the likes of Carwin and Russell. I did go back and had a, a very short stint working at the college uh, as a sort of assistant housemaster, but uh, I missed the, bl- the butterflies, um, so I thought I'd better get involved with the old Landovarians cricket um, so I could get that feel-good back when I, uh, when I approached Landovary. OK, that's lovely. We're going to hear a lot about uh, cricket, hopefully, on the chat, but perhaps it would be lovely to set all of this in a context of, of what obviously is a fantastic institution. Harrison, would you like to begin to tell us a little bit about the history of the college? Yeah, I will try very hard, try to sum it up very quickly to you. I appreciate it's difficult uh, to do that, but try your best. I try 175 years in uh, under five. But basically, you kind of get to the mid-19th century, and we have a famous moment in Welsh history where the British government published an inquiry into the state of Education in Wales, which is commonly referred to as the Blue Books, and kind of states that the state of education is utterly dire in Wales. And um, this is argued to be kind of one of the catalysts for why Llandovery was founded. Um, and Llandovery was founded in 1847 by a chap called Thomas Phillips. Um, sadly, none of Thomas Phillips's private papers really survive, so we don't really have much in- insight into why Thomas Phillips wanted to find Slendovery, um, but kind of the three main points was that he loved Wales, loved Welsh culture, and out of these uh, Blue Book reports, kind of wanted to help improve the state of education in Wales, and also wanted to um, improve the state of education for the Welsh clergy. He'd previously gone to Lampeter, and Lampeter told him to bugger off, so he thought, right, I'll take my money, and I'll find my own um, school. So with the help of kind of very notorious Welsh figures at the time, such as Lady Shanova, William Rees, who was influential in the publishing world, um, Thomas Price, a renowned poet, and John Jones, they established what in the early days was called the Welsh Educational Institute, Llandovery, which evolved to Llandovery School, and which eventually became Llandovery College. And throughout kind of the 19th century, it remained very dominant, kind of the Welsh and upholding the Welsh identity fluxed and has gone through many renaissances. So by the time we come to the early 20th century, St. is a prominent uh, boarding and independent school in Wales, but it's probably more anglicised and it's up there with kind of Winchester and Sedbur and rugby. And that's where it wants to be. And it kind of holds that mantle uh, for the remaining part of the early uh, half of the 20th century and after the war if you talk to a lot of old Llandovarians who were there in the 50s they say it hadn't really changed since the 30s it remained very Spartan and kind of the late 60s is a great turning point in Llandovery where we have the introduction of girls in the sixth form for the first time and this is seen as kind of dragging Llandovery from 19th century into the 20th century and there's a great cultural revolution um, in that point, and it's kind of been onwards and upwards since then. Can I just check with you, Harrison? Where did sport figure in the original sort of um, so years of the, the school? Very, 
Yeah, so from the very beginning, when the college opens in 1848, we have accounts of um, the main sport was fives. So kind of hitting ball against walls with gloves. And that was seen as, as, as the main sport. But it wasn't really until the mid 1860s that we get the first account of cricket being played. So you could argue that we were playing cricket before we were playing rugby with with uh, fives. Um, but of course, we are renowned as as a, a rugby school. But cricket has been there from from the early days. Do you want to bring us sort of up up to, to today to the last sort of 30 or, or 40 years with developments? And- By the late 80s, early 90s, Hindabri was had become fully co-educational. Um, highly standing school in Wales, we'd kind of taken back that Welsh identity, moving away from the anglicised and beginning to specialise very much in providing a diversity of sports and not only rugby, but moving out towards uh, hockey, cricket, um, netball. And, you know, the last kind of 20 years, you know, we've we've had our rough patches, but we've we've sailed through that. And, you know, we're now very much an international school that is, diverse in all aspects both in academia and in sports so yeah okay do hang on and listen harrison and if there are any other points that you feel you want to add to and uh, any more kind of information and you know kind of that takes us back to those early years do do kind of jump in with that um we're going to move to andrew now every institution has its great uh, pupils that move on and, and do great things andrew do you want to outline for us some of the uh, some of the great old Landavarians? Yeah, thank you, Steve. Um, really, the the history of Llandovery College and Llandovery College cricket uh, chimes very much with the early history of cricket within South Wales. Uh, Watkin Price Whittington, one of the former pupils from Cowbridge Grammar School, uh, who, uh, if I say Cowbridge, was the epicentre in South Wales, of uh, early cricket, but Watkin Price Whittington, an early clergyman, sports lover, and he was a gentleman who uh, came in with the Reverend Phillips, who was the warden of Llandovery in 1854, and Mr Whittington, or Reverend Whittington, encouraged uh, the Reverend Phillips to give more emphasis to recreation as uh, a fives court was erected and a series of cricket nets were established. From the early 1860s, matches took place against St David's College Lampeter, as well as the games against uh, Christ College in Brecon. Not only were old Landavarians um, integral in terms of the history of cricket in South Wales, but they were also integral in terms of the history of, of sport in South Wales. And one gentleman who uh, mustn't be forgotten is Charles Prother Lewis, who was one of the earliest cricketers, rugby players, but he was not only a solicitor in Llandovery, he was a Welsh rugby international from 1881, and he also uh, played cricket with great effect, not for Glamorgan, but for the uh, various teams, the South Wales Cricket Club. But he also was influential in terms of the Carmarthenshire Cricket Club team, which played in the Minor County Championship between 1908 and 1911. It must be said, though not with great success, but it was the influence of these major sporting figures in terms of the Carmarthenshire sporting landscape that led to several pupils from Clandovery College going on to play for Glamorgan. Now, the first of them was a gentleman called David William Evans, who played for Glamorgan in 1891. He also won five Welsh rugby caps. 
He also played for London Welsh. David Evans, the first Clandavarian to play for Glamorgan County Cricket Club. The next gentleman was um, a very colourful character, it must be said. The Reverend Owen Jones, born in Aberystwyth in 1860. Now, Owen was a very feisty fast bowler. He made his debut for Glamorgan in 1891, and he was a regular in the Glamorgan team until 1897. And during that period, he was reputed to have been the fastest bowler in South Wales. I've seen stories of him bowling a ball, which actually went through people's clothing, in the late 1870s, whilst he was a, a student at Jesus College in Oxford, he was actually rusticated from the university, having travelled, quite a heinous crime it must be said, in a first-class compartment whilst possessing a third-class ticket. But Owen was a stalwart of the South Wales team. He was subsequently a stalwart of the Cowbridge Cricket Club, and uh, he was one of the leading uh, figures in county cricket in the, in the late 19th century. Now, after that, in the years running up until the First World War, there were several Chandavarians who came close to winning a place in the Glamorgan team. But there was one gentleman in particular, Charlie Davis, a wicketkeeper who'd been born and educated at Cowbridge School. He made his debut for Llandovery in about 1911, and his efforts as a wicketkeeper batsman drew the attention of the Glamorgan committee. And his brother, uh, Ewan Davis, had also attended Llandovery, a very good rugby player for Cardiff and also for Wales. But Charlie showed great promise as a wicketkeeper as well as a centre in the Cardiff rugby team. But very sadly, in 1916, Charlie was uh, taken prisoner. Uh, he's believed to have died in captivity, and um, the German authorities confirmed that he'd passed away. But Charlie, who was a fine batter and wicketkeeper, sadly has no grave. 1922, a, a guy called Pugsley Gwynn, who was the son of a businessman in Swansea, an outstanding young sportsman. Pugsley was a, a sprinter. Uh, Pugsley was also uh, a fine rugby player, as well as a fine cricketer. And he played in uh, 1922, when it must be said that Glamorgan uh, had more people who were over the age, octogenarians, etc. And um, if I just go back to the college magazine in 1918, which said Pugsley Gwynn, a beautiful batsman who shows remarkable promise. His off play is almost perfect. His strokes behind the wicket are very neat. An outstanding fielder. And it must be said it was his fielding that probably led him to play for Glamorgan during June in 1922. The away games against Sussex at Hove and again against Hampshire at Southampton. Sadly, he was never called upon again uh, to play for uh, Glamorgan. The next old Landavarian to play for Glamorgan was a man called uh, Charles Jones. And there were some who thought that possibly he could be a future Glamorgan captain. 
His father actually was Douglas Thomas Mabry Jones, who was a leading figure with Llandovery College in the late 19th century, as well as the South Wales Cricket Club, which was the forerunner of Glamorgan. But for whatever reason, Charles decided that he would go for a military career rather than playing first-class cricket. So the last and most recent major old Landavarian to play for Glamorgan was Viv Jenkins. Viv was born in Port Talbot in 1911. His father was uh, a schoolmaster. And uh, Viv, having shown great promise as a youngster, got a scholarship to attend Llandovery. He played for Glamorgan 44 times during the 1930s. He also won 14 rugby caps for Wales, played rugby for Cardiff, Bridgend, London Welsh, Dover, Kent, and the Barbarians. And Viv Jenkins is probably more remembered as someone who covered rugby and also uh, an outstanding journalist in the post-Second World War era. Thank you, Andrew. Um, Russell, I, I don't know if you would like to begin by your memories of, of, of coming to the college and what it meant for you um, and perhaps your family to, to be there and, and how you discovered sport there. Yeah, no problem with that. It's, um, I think I came from a, a fairly underprivileged background before I went to, to college. And I, I was on something called a, a David Six. So it's partly funded by, by the local authority. I've always had a sense of privilege to be in a position that I was at Clendenbury College. And what I've done since uh, leaving Clendenbury College is I've always had this sort of sense of trying to pay back uh, and partly pay back to college. Uh, and that was through getting involved in the old Clendenbury cricket. And I've also done more recently some mentoring in terms of sixth form leaders, uh, and conversations about careers advice because I, I head a set of services for a local authority. Uh, I've also done some sort of um, community sort of uh, work in terms of I'm, I'm a chairman of the Aboriginal Junior League and been doing that for 20 odd years. So I, I, I went to, to college in the, well, late 70s, left in the mid 80s, uh, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, and what stood out to me was uh the friendships you develop over those years you're living with people day in day out uh, and i think what made the difference is uh, as well as those friendships is sport uh because the the variety of sport and activity that you have uh, at college is fantastic and it, it's something you know, your day is full every day you get up there's something happening more or less every minute of the day until you go to bed and that pattern continues basically throughout the week, throughout the term, and then you go home and then you come back the following year and so on. Were you aware, did you feel aware as, as, as a young man coming to the college of its traditions? It's certainly something that develops very quickly while you're in college. Uh, uh, and you sense the tradition of the, the sports, you sense the tradition of the occasions. The, the one big game that people will talk about and, and or the, the one big rivalry that people will talk about and it probably doesn't matter what game it, it's in, is is uh, against Christ College Brecon. Uh, and when I talk about the old Llandovery cricket, we, uh, our sort of history of games is, is pretty limited to playing against the college. We did have some games against Llandovery Town, uh, but the bulk of our games have been against Christ College Brecon. Can you give us an idea of how how cricket worked at the the college, Russell? Um, you know. Um, what facilities were there and what what kind of how do, how did nets get organized and and stuff like that you've already given us a hint that because you're boarders at the at the college there there was lots of time for these things to yeah. take place but how did it how did it kind of work kind of during the cricket season yeah i mean i think i i pretty much played cricket four or five times a, a week so there was always games on a, a wednesday afternoon and and there would be games on the saturday and a sunday if you're in the first 
Uh, outside that, there would be probably nets on a, 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 a Monday or Tuesday afternoon and possibly a, a Friday. I think there was probably one day off in, in the week where you may not have been doing nets. But Were there players uh, or performances that stand out for you in your time at the, the college? There was one player, Steve Meredith, uh, played for Swansea. Uh, and I, I remember in my final year in college, him... Uh, hitting three centuries in a row in terms of, of games and that was pretty spectacular for, for that particular time so that would have been 1985 So the old Landavarians Cricket Society Russell, has that always existed? I've got the, the little book <laughs> the score book that, that I had in 1980 and I've got every scorecard for the, the games of, against Bre- Brecon uh, since then um, and uh, I, in, in terms of a little bit of a history in terms of of, of the the old Flanderians I, I I think as I've said already the we, we played against the college uh, up until about the two tens uh, but I when I first got involved in terms of the old Flanderian cricket it, it was a time when the game was played at the end of term end of the summer term on speech day, which was um, the speech day eventually got moved to, to the middle of the term. But at that stage, what happened is the the, the college played the old Flanderians in the afternoon after speech day. Uh, and then on the Sunday, the old Flanderians played from W Town. So one day you could be playing against uh, the old Flanderians. The next day you could be playing for them. Uh, and that was my first step from a college player to a, an old Flanderian. And when the next time I played was in 1991. Uh, and I, 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 I was living in, in London at the time and I drove down. It was a declaration game against Brecker at Fundavri. It was a, I, I mean, I, I had a quick look at the records and I, I know it was a good day for me. And that's probably left, it left a, a lasting impression and probably one of the reasons why I ended up taking on the role of organising the old Flanderians since, because I took four wickets in the first uh, hour and a half. Uh, Brecon were at 28 for four, and I took the fifth, my fifth wicket in the afternoon um, to, to dismiss one player who was on 99, poor chap. And um, they declared at that point, um, having batted for something like 61 overs, uh, 206 they eventually got there, two very good fifth and sixth wicket partnerships. Um, but we also had two very good batsmen and they chased down the runs in 31 overs for one wicket down. And and the, the, the batsman at that time and, and Carlin will know him pretty well. Stuart Richards scored a, an unbeaten under nine uh, for, for us. Uh, and so it was quite a memorable day in terms of going back to the Orlando Bayern cricket. Uh, and from there, I basically took over. I think someone was looking for any volunteer they could find to to do the deed. Uh, and so I, I started organising the games. And um, in terms of games against Brecon, we, we've played them 25 times in, in total. Uh, we've won 12, 12 of those. Uh, Christ College have won seven and six have been drawn. Uh, and one thing I, I mentioned when we, we last played Christ College um, in, term, in terms of 2017, there, there were two players who played in the first game in 1980 who also played in, in 2017. Uh, and one of them is likely to be playing next week. I haven't seen the team for next week, but Nigel Clark, uh, a local from Dunbury, uh, boy uh, played in 1980. He played again in 2007. Well, he played. He's one of the regulars that that would play for, for the old boys. He played in 2017. Before we leave you, Russell, you mentioned your bowling performance. What what sort of a bowler were you? I I, I sort of medium medium pace and and could basically swing it both ways. So it, it was one of those mornings which was overcast, plenty of green on the wicket in Flindery. Uh, and the ball moving all over the place. And um, I just kept nicking the edge of the bat. So most people got caught behind in, in the in the early overs. Uh, and then the fifth wicket came from a, I just 
just chucked down a, a slow of a ball. He popped it up, and uh, that was the end of it. So um, they were good days. And and those days, presumably those matches, Russell, were a lovely opportunity for uh, ex-pupils of the school to come together and, and, and so on? We've all been brought up in the same campus environment. We've all got the same sort of traditions. Um, and, and, and for many of us, we probably had the same teachers, even though I might have gone to school 20 years or 15 years ahead of someone like uh, Robert, he probably had some of the same teachers I had. So it was always very easy to talk to people because there was that common shared experience. And so when you got together, it, it was like as if you, you, you hadn't seen someone for a day or two rather than a year or two. Uh, and, and so you'd play the games uh, and then you'd have something to drink and something to eat afterwards and uh, and thoroughly enjoy it. The other chap that played both in 1980 and 2017 was a chap called Hugh Miles, played for Bridgend. Uh, the two Hathaway brothers, Robert Adam, was a, again from the Bridgend area, a chap called Jonathan Davis. Uh, Carwin is another one that, 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 that I could always rely on. Uh, and, and there's another chap called Rhys Davis. It, it was really important to, to, to try and keep the tradition going. Uh, and if we can re-establish the games against the college, other games will follow. And, and I know Brecon will always welcome us to, um, to their ground to play uh, and, and put on a decent spread. So we've always had, it's always been a rivalry, but also quite a friendly uh, place to visit. And we've got plenty of, uh, plenty of friends. Okay. Russell, I will come back to you uh, at the end for some abiding memories, but uh, for now, thank you. So let, let's come to Carwin and, and Robert now, who um, whose only function is not just to reduce the average age on the on the chat. I assure you of that. Karen, do you want to start by just some memories of uh, uh, from yourself of of, uh, of being at the, at the college and of, of playing cricket or sport in general? Basically, I'd had an introduction to cricket before I went to Sundavri. Um, my dad, my mum popped the question late on in the, in the academic year, would you like to go to Sundavri? And I wasn't even aware of the tradition. And my father had been there from year one. Um, and basically, I jumped at the opportunity. Yes, I'll go. I wasn't afraid. And um, as I said, I, I played a bit of cricket, schoolboy cricket. And when I got to Sundavri, um, I just immersed myself in sport. <laughs> Probably a bit much, to be honest. <laughs> my academic suffered um but hey the experience was fantastic um of playing all these games as as um, russell said on on um, wednesdays and saturdays the, the cricket master at the time was a guy called tom marks i believe he played for morgan seconds at some stage and i and i got on really well with him he was a, a welsh master and um i spoke my my first language is welsh and we got on really well. That's my introduction, Sandavri. And um, I'm from I'm from Sandavri, playing all these mixture of fixtures against other schools like Brecon, Hereford Cathedral, and also we played a lot of male sides, um, touring sides, Gen sides. I think Hugh Miles must have brought that sort of side to to, to the college. Um, from there, then I cemented my love in cricket, which my parents had put but given me, and I moved on straight from college to, um, and went to play South Wales League cricket on a regular basis every Saturday for, for, for Nonny and for Neath. i tell you one thing I'm interested in, Robert, as, as well. Do, do give us your memories of, of, of playing at the college, but could you tell us something about the setting? Because, you know, where, where cricket was played at the college, I mean, where is the cricket pitch in relation to the... To, you know, to the to the main college buildings. Uh, how how's everything set out there? One of the things that Russell said, you know, he felt privileged, and and that's that's what I felt when when I went to Landevry. Um, although I'd played a lot of cricket beforehand, and that was at St Fagans, which is quite picturesque. You know, it was only a short walk um, down to the cricket playing fields. Lovely little um, sort of uh, clubhouse, um, but to be fair, it wasn't a lot. 
other than the sports playing fields down there. And that comprised of a number of football pitches, uh, sorry, for not football pitches, some hockey pitches, um, the cricket square, there was some rugby pitches and also like a nine hole pitch and putt sort of golf course as well. Lovely setting. Um, but I think uh, pro- probably the, my least favourite thing was the actual standard of the cricket tees. Because to be fair, when you're at St. Baggins, the amount of food and, and the, the quality was unbelievable at St. Baggins. Great cricket tea that was. Cricket teas are probably one of my favourite things, which probably says a lot about me as a cricketer. Do you want to say a little bit about your your memories of playing at the school? We did play against some, some good sides. There were some touring sides that did come over um, from the likes of, I think, Jamaica Barbados. Um, but we might have played the odd game, probably half a dozen games per per year. But something that I really, really enjoyed was obviously playing against um, the old boys. Um, but to be fair, I've only represented the old boys in one fixture, which was last year. And uh, one of the things I do remember, I don't think Russell was always the captain, but I do remember being, you know, whenever I captained the side, we'd go out to the middle of the pitch to toss up and, and Russell would say, we'll bat. And uh, yeah, we'd, we'd take the field for, I don't know, 30 or 40 overs, chase the ball around and then and do our best, uh, you know, trying to chase the runs down. But yeah, real real great experience of, of playing. Um, one of the players that uh, I, I sort of... Um, can certainly remember playing uh, alongside was uh, Ridian Roberts. Um, possibly don't remember it for the best reason, but he had the strangest action uh, bowling right arm over, even stranger than that of Carowinds, which is... Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Robert. <laughs> which is almost forced. I don't, it's difficult. You have to see it to believe it. But, um, yeah, no, real real positive experience. And, you know, as Carowinds said, you know, we, we were driven forward by by Mr. Marks and, yeah, just loved it, any opportunity. Um, something cricket did did give us was um, certainly an opportunity to play against schools that we didn't play a lot of rugby against. Um, so we'd go to, uh, uh, I, wanna, I think, uh, Hereford Cathedral School. Um, and, and, again, it was just nice to go and visit other settings. A question for all of you that have played for the college, and you, you've really mentioned a, a some differences already. Are, are there any other kind of notable differences between college cricket and club cricket? One of the best experiences we had um, back in the, back in the day, Bill Edwards used to bring a touring side over. I think Robert mentioned it, and Bill Edwards, and um, the famous Bill Edwards, down in his shop on King Edward Road, he'd walk in there. Tom Tom Marks would often send me down in in, in any break from college. He said, "Oh, will you go and see Bill Edwards?" I've rang him before, it was before the day of emails and uh, communication like that. Will you get me this couple of sets of gloves, pads, balls? And I'd often walk in there, be on the phone, he'd tell me he's on the phone to some West Indian cricketer. But going back to the match, we XL Club from Barbados toured the South Wales League. And we, we were very fortunate to play them. In, um, Bill Edwards got them to come up to Shandavri and we played them on a Wednesday afternoon. And who opened the batting for them was Gordon Greenwich. So to open the bat, open the bowling to Gordon Greenwich was quite the thing to me. And uh, okay, I didn't get him out, and he retired on hundred. <laughs> but I can remember trying to catch him later in the day, and the ball just whistled. Oh, it was like the flattest hard six I have ever I have ever seen. <laughs> it just whistled, Fantastic. and I didn't fancy it to, to be honest. <laughs> Robert, you were going to say something. Yeah, I was going to say, um, huge difference, I suppose, that was the seriousness uh, of the cricket that I played outside of school compared to playing at school um, and a very different sort of feeling. At the school, um, I had an opportunity to be a bit of a, an all-rounder, so I would keep wicket, I would have a bat, um, but I was also given an opportunity to bowl um, as well. So I'd probably keep for, I don't know, maybe 20 overs. I'd come on as a, I don't know, a second, third change sort of bowler. Uh, and then maybe finish off and put the gloves back on. So it was it was something that I, I wasn't used to. OK, I'm going to run through everybody now one one last time, if that's OK. So do have a little think about some perhaps abiding memories, some 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 things that will really stick with you about cricket at, at the college. Harrison, if I could come back to you, would you like to say a few words about where sport sits, if you like, uh, in the history of the college? Uh, its importance in the past uh, uh, and the present uh, and the future of the college? Yeah, 
you know, I think as a school, sports is fundamentally ingrained in in the identity of Chantavri. I just wanted to go back to something that Russell and Rob pointed up on. Of course. Um, is kind of the whole notion of how we kind of all have similar experience regardless of of ages, you know. And I think Russell probably came at the end of kind of a golden age for cricket with members of staff. You know, you had Charlie Bell, who had come after the war, who had played for, I think, Middlesex. Um, you had Cadwin James, although known for rugby, was a great cricketer. You had Gareth Jones, the warden, who was in love with cricket and took them across to Jamaica on the tour, and people like Di Geely. And one in particular is that a chap called uh, Tom Canuck, who taught classics, came in 1966, retired in 2013, so taught me. Um, so you kind of have that continuity there, but I just wanted to mention that I think he did uh, coach junior cricket, but he's renowned as being the only coach who spent more time coaching cricket on a blackboard than on a field, because that was his philosophy of teaching cricket. Um, but uh, no, to go back to your question, I think uh, sport will always be a part of um, Chandari. And I must confess now that I'm, I'm not a cricketer. I was a choir boy, so any chance... I had I would try and skive off sport but you know those those brief moments I have of playing French cricket and whatnot kind of do stick in the mind as kind of happy days so um it'll be a part of every kind of experience of of college really. Thank you Harrison. Yeah Andrew perhaps you'd like to say a few words about where the college sits in in the history of of uh, cricket in Wales. In terms of um First-class cricket, Chantavarians have been extremely influential in Glamorgan cricket. Uh, obviously, behind the scenes, the likes of Charles Brother Lewis and others badgering the powers that be. Thank you, Andrew. Russell, some final thoughts from you? When I reflect back on Flundovery, I've, I've mentioned the word privilege. Uh, earlier, but I, I, I'm extremely proud of being, of having gone to Flandovery. And I, I'm quite proud of, of actually being involved in the old Flandovarian sit uh, and actually just keeping something going. Uh, probably, well, it was nigh on 25 years. Uh, and and I, I'm proud to see that, that, that things are continuing because I think it's really important. What, what, what we've seen on in terms of the old land of air cricket, you get some very good cricketers in that environment. Uh, and take the game against Brecon <laughs> fairly seriously. Uh, and there's been some superb games and some uh, some su- superb sort of scores uh, in there and performances from individuals. But I think the, the other side of the coin is that the, the old boys are able to to adapt their game. So Robert also mentioned the coin toss. Uh, I mean, I think it was just for show, the, the coin toss, but it was very much a case of uh, will bat uh, against the college, partly because people had travelled and you want to make sure that they have a bat. Um, uh, uh, but also it was, enabled us to sort of manage the game in a way that drew in uh, other players uh, and, and adapted the bowler to suit who we were playing. It, it, we just wish <laughs> Robert and Carwin all the best. And I won't be far away because I know them both and uh, I, I'm quite happy just to take a phone call or a message on, on, on Messenger. Okay, thanks, Russell. Um, Carwin, there's a sense that the baton has been passed on to yourself. How do you feel about that? And um, are you looking forward to the the opportunity to, to carry on the traditions of, of cricket at the college? Oh, definitely. I want to echo what, what Russell has just said um, from the, uh, the enjoyment, the friendships and everything up till now I've had through the old Thunderarians. I want to ensure that this continues for decades onwards. We all know um, and we're working hard at it, especially the people on this, on this call at the moment uh, and others in the background, we're all working hard to, to better the standard of cricket at the, um, at the college. We have to um, 
Oh, we, we've got we've got some big challenges ahead of us, um, but it will start now this year after the um, after the pandemic we've just had. Hopefully, we can turn a turn a new leaf and start uh, progressing. I'm really really looking forward to 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 lead the um, the old clan of Edens on the field. Um, I don't know how many years longer I I can do this, but at the moment I've got the baton, and hopefully. I'll still be there, like Russell is there in support, and I can hand the bat- baton on um, sooner rather than, than later. <laughs> okay, but I'll always be there. Smashing, anyway, thank you. Um, final words go to you, Robert, if that's okay. Yeah, I, I think for me it needs to be meaningful. Um, every time I just approach the college, it sort of gives me those butterflies. So um, hopefully, you know, I'll uh, I'll be able to have an impact over. You know the next two to three decades, and and support both the college and the old Landavarians in in enjoying the experience and being able to reminisce and share stories and memories and and the enjoyment of not only the rugby but also the the cricket, which you know I've got um, I've got some great friendships and and it's nice to see some of the players who've recently left the college, you know, and and try and get a, an understanding of what what they're doing in that. So yeah, looking forward to it. Super. Well, I think I'd just like to finish by sort of uh, saying that I'm sure everyone at the CC4 Museum of Welsh Cricket would like to wish not only the college um, all the best for the future, but particularly those associated with cricket in the college. Um, Hope everything goes well for you uh, in in the weeks and months ahead in this season uh, and for future seasons as well. Thank you ever so much for giving up your time to speak to us. As always with all our podcasts, we thank the participants for their time and their input. We hope you enjoyed it too. The podcast is taking another short break, which I can only apologise for. It does happen to coincide with my foreign holiday. Apologies for that. We'll be back on September the 23rd. When we hope to bring you an interview with one of Glamorgan's modern day heroes, Michael Hogan. Until then, look after yourselves and we look forward to being back with you when we can share some more stories about the great game of cricket in the great country of Wales. Au revoir, bye for now.